0: Today on The Good Word, we'll just admit that it feels good when someone notices you for doing something good, but it doesn't hurt to ask ourselves now and then, who am I doing this for? For people to notice me, or to serve the Lord and other people? Jesus talked often about the difference between doing things to be seen of men versus doing things to serve God and man. In the time of Christ, there were certain religious authorities who thought they were quite learned in the Law of Moses and made a point of keeping it in a very public way. They wore special clothes so people would notice them. They made the little box with a scripture in it that they strapped to their heads during prayer, bigger and bigger so people would observe that they were more and more righteous. But they missed the point of the law. Jesus says, they say the right things, but they don't do them. Here's how it reads from Matthew 23. The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments. And love the uppermost rooms at feasts, and the chief seats in the synagogues, and greetings in the markets, and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But be not ye called Rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. We've all been told to be wary of pride. Pride comes in comparing from one person to another, whether we have more possessions or of certain attributes than another. But really serving not to be seen, that's the goal. I heard it put this way once, our gifts and talents are given to us to bless, not to impress. Elder Neal A. Maxwell reminds us how we can learn to consecrate our actions, not just our possessions and means. We tend to think of consecration
1: only as yielding up, when divinely directed, our material possessions. But ultimate consecration is the yielding up of oneself to God. Heart, soul, and mind were the encompassing words of Christ in describing the first commandment, which is constantly not periodically operative. If kept, then our performances will, in turn, be fully consecrated for the lasting welfare of our souls. Such totality involves the submissive converging of feelings, thoughts, words, and deeds, the very opposite of estrangement. For how knoweth a man the Master whom he has not served? and who is a stranger unto him, and is far from the thoughts and intents of his heart. Spiritual submissiveness is not accomplished in an instant, but by the incremental improvements and by the successive use of stepping stones. Stepping stones are meant to be taken one at a time anyway. Eventually our wills can be swallowed up in the will of the Father— as we are willing to submit, even
0: as a child does submit to his Father. Elder Maxwell's advice for our actions to be swallowed up in the will of the Father can give us a guide to know the purpose of our actions and who really deserves the praise. When we start to find submission to the Lord to be a source of joy rather than an irritant, we begin to understand a bit of what Jesus did in completely submitting His will to the Father not living his life for himself but for all of us. Consecrating our will and our strength to God can help us stay on the right side of the line between pride and true godly service and fill us with the joy and peace that only God can give. And that's the good word.